0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey Dolphin fans. Join myself, Michael Fink, and my Tua loving son, Chris Ragoni, for the stretch run of the season and into the playoffs for our preview and review shows. It's going to be an exciting time. We're jacked up. This season has developed into one of the best ones we've had in a long, long time. So again, join us for two shows a week through the end of the season and the playoffs.
1: And it's another Fans podcast this afternoon. I am here with Louis Ragoni.
0: Hello, Doll fans. Big week. And uh, we're
1: going to talk a uh, little bit about the Buffalo Bills.
0: A little bit about the a Buffalo Bills. A little bit about them. More so about the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but we'll throw in a little bit of Buffalo Bill.
1: <laughs> Buffalo Bill, huh? <laughs> All right. We should probably talk about injuries first, Lewis. What have you heard?
0: Well, I mean, right now, on, on a Wednesday, I don't think anything that we hear – at this point, is really going to make any difference come Sunday? Uh, you know that's been the case pretty much all year, right? We know that X Man's definitely out. Obviously, Chubb yep. is done for the season. Baker, Hunt, Waddle, Mostert, all possibly back this week, which would be a major, major plus. I mean, all those names, <laughs> basically on the offensive side. With the exception of Jerome Baker. Baker would be a big, big ad this week. Um, He's played Buffalo numerous occasions. Duke Riley had a subpar game. Um, They isolated their running back on him in coverage, and that did not bode well for us. Uh, Baker probably do a little bit better job. He's played Buffalo for many years now. He knows tendencies. He's a veteran uh, you'd much prefer him being on the field over Riley without a question of a doubt.
1: Breaking story is uh, Tyree Kale's mansion is uh, up in flames, so that's <laughs> going to distract him for the moment anyway, and that's that's really unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, you know, I, I it's, it's sad, to be honest with you. Anytime you have to go through something like that, and I mean, I know they have it under control and nobody got hurt, but it's it's such an inconvenience, you know, in regard to trying to get things done and where you're going to live. I mean, obviously, he can go anywhere he wants to with the money he has. But it's still a distraction. And hopefully, it won't be a major distraction to him come Sunday. Um, you know, he'll be ready to roll. So, um, you know, all the best to that whole situation. Sure. The family
1: and uh, Tyreek himself.
0: Yeah. So,
1: you know, life is hard sometimes, but uh, at least he has the means to to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm looking at our offense against their defense, and there's some really interesting matchups in this game, and they're matchups we're going to have to win if we want to win the game. You know, you've got Waddle, and and I'm assuming this is in the nickel. You know, you've got Waddle versus Douglas. You've got Barrios versus Johnson. You've got Hill versus uh, Benford, and uh, these are tough matchups for Miami. They're 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 not they match up well against us uh, better than most teams, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's why we've struggled with them for so long. That's what I'm looking at, and then you look along the offensive line and. you know, you've got Cotton and you've got Eichenberg, and uh, they've got people who can who can take advantage of that. So we're, they're going to have to be on their toes, you know. They're going to have to be ready to play. Um, you've got Smythe, you know, going against probably Mika Hyde. And, uh, you know, you got to like Mika Hyde in that matchup.
0: Yeah, I mean... You would think that the safeties are going to have to help the corners out, Mike. I don't care how good their corners are. They're not as good as Waddle and Hill. I mean, I match up our receivers against any corners in the league. Um, you know, when we faced Dallas, you know, we had some success throwing the football against them. Um you know, in regard to the pass rush that you mentioned, absolutely. I mean, you know, Cotton and um, the interior line as a whole, you know, between Eichenberg, Jones, and and Cotton, you know, that's not a strength of our team, obviously. But, you know, the fact that Tua gets rid of the ball so quickly uh, is a big advantage to us. Um, early in the game up in Buffalo, we moved the ball pretty well against them. So I see it as a situation where the running game has to be there. And I honestly think that we'll be able to run the football against this team. Um, Their, their rush defense is 15th in the league. So they're average, right? their pass defense is in the top 10 at, at, at eight, right? That's where they're ranked at this point in the season. So, you know, with the injuries guys in and out, you know, this is probably where they should be and are. Um, when you got the 15th ranked rush defense, I feel that that's, that's where you attack them. You set up the pass with the running game. And if Mostert goes this week, Mike, you know, the the way Achan looked last week, I mean, you've got two, two really, really strong running backs coming at you the whole game. I mean, there's no, basically there's no drop off. Even if Mostert's not on the field, I know they put both of them on the field, at the same time, quite. I like, the, I like that. A, I I love it. I mean, because you you've got not only your wideouts to worry about in regard to the passing game, and not only do you have to worry about both of those guys catching the football because they both excel at that as well. I mean, Mostert and Achan are both really good receiving running backs. When you have those four weapons on the field at the same time, there's so many different ways you can attack a defense. Um, but if they go in the different types of offenses, you know, with their their bigger package, with double tight end, whatever they want to do, if they go with a base offense, even if you have Mostert off, off the field and you have A. Chan in replacing him, you're really looking at a good situation. So you're looking at, you know, two really solid running backs that you don't lose anything over if one of them's not off the field. So it's very important that Mostert plays this week. And if he does, I think that's a way of attacking Buffalo initially, you know, getting the running game going, regardless of the interior line play. They did a really good job against Baltimore last week. Um, you know, a lot of their starting secondary was out, but the guys up front were in the football game and Achan chan ran for over 100, and he would have ran for a ton more had we not fallen so far behind and had to basically switch over to, a, you know, a nonstop passing game. I mean, he could have went for a buck 50.
1: He's got the top running back grade at 92.8.
0: Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. I mean, the guy, you know, and you don't lose anything, like I said, with either guy on the field. So you got to hope. And, and a lot of this goes in regard to who plays, right? If Hunt plays, I mean, what an upgrade, you know, over Cotton. I mean, that is a major drop-off from Hunt to Cotton. If you get Hunt back, plus on our side, right? You get Waddle back, another plus on our side. Most are the same thing. You're getting three quality, really, really solid football players back, in that situation, well, if you get
1: Hunt back, and I'm not sure we will, but if you do, right, then you probably move Jones over to Cotton Spot and uh, put Hunt back in and, uh, at right guard.
0: Right. Uh, well, where I don't know which one's playing where right now. Is Jones playing right guard? Yes, he is. Yes. So my thought would be that you definitely move. Absolutely, you're 110 percent right. You move Jones over. Uh, to that left guard position and that strengthens two positions yes it does so you know it's important and mike i I have a real strong feeling that that you're going to see hunt out on the field this week i just do i have a feeling his leg is ready because we need him i think they've been waiting and just being patient with him and saying all right well it this is it right now i mean we need you this coming week you know, I think he's going to do everything he possibly can to get out there. I think all of these guys are, are working towards that, including Baker on the defensive side. I expect but, to see him for sure. Yeah. I mean, those, those three guys, you know, Waddle doesn't seem overly injured. You know, Hill, believe it or not, Mike, is the guy that concerns me a little bit because he really seems to be nursing that injury, you know, well, even when he's high on ankle the field, sprains
1: take a while. To they heal. do. They don't heal in a week or two.
0: And and you know he's been playing and working through it as Waddle and, has. And yeah, and I mean I give him all the credit in the world. Um, you know, so as you look at this whole thing, you know, this thing as a whole, if you get all those guys back, my thing is this: is that this is playoff time, and Smythe and some of these guys that are just haven't been relevant through the course of the season, in a game like this, they're going to have to make plays. They're going to have to be involved. I mean, you look at where we're at, and let's get back to the running game real quick, right? Between A. Chan and Mostert, 31 touchdowns this season, both rushing and receiving. That's a combined total. That's an insane amount of touchdowns. This is how you attack them, whether it's passing or running the football, right? You then look to, to our receivers and, you know, between Hill and Waddle, they have 16 touchdowns. So the running backs have actually doubled the total of, you know, our receiving, you know, our two key receivers. Two running backs, 31 touchdowns. That's
1: pretty interesting. Right?
0: That That's a real interesting fact, right? And then past those two guys in the receiving, you have Cedric Wilson with three touchdowns. You have Barrios with one and Chosen with one, and Chosen did not catch that touchdown with two with throwing it to him. It's when Mike White stepped in and the game was over against Denver. so you know you can kind of scratch that. Uh, Craycraft has one touchdown reception, so I, me personally, when you look at this receiving, of course Smythe has zero as a matter of fact, we don't have a tight end with a, with a touchdown reception this year through. 17 weeks of the season, 16 games, no touchdowns out of the tight end. So do you think Buffalo is concerning themselves with our tight ends inside the red zone? Absolutely not. You have to go to plays like this in a game like this. You can't settle for field goals, Mike, like we did early in the game last week. Totally. The defense is somewhat depleted. It's got to be all touchdowns this week, and they have to find ways. McDaniel has to incorporate guys that Buffalo will not be looking for to catch the footballs down the field or in the red zone. We get there over and over again, but we don't get the ball in the end zone. Question for you. Yes. Who would you put in the slot, Barrios or Wilson? I'd put Wilson. So would I. I'd definitely put Wilson in the slot. If you go to a four-receiver set and you have both of them on the field, right. great. I mean, Mike, I, I'd said this last week. Me and you have talked about it during the week. Um, I think A-Chan is a guy that you can literally line up in the slot at the re, and on the outside as a receiver, and he'll make plays for you over and over and over the again. kick and catch. It's, it, it, well, I mean, how do you defend that, right? You come out on the field. Buffalo's looking at it. You've got A-Chan and start on the field, right? So basically, you got to keep somewhat of a base defense in, okay, in that situation because of the way we run the football. We're the number one ranked rushing offense, or no, we were actually one. I think we've dropped down the fifth because of all the injuries across the offensive line, but that's still a top five rushing team, okay, even with all the injuries, and there's been a ton of them. So when you do that, you put Buffalo in a situation where if you line up Achan outside, you've got a linebacker on him. I mean, unless you want to move a safety up, and then you're opening things up for our receivers oh, down sure. the field. So there's some mismatches here. They have to be really smart with with how they go about playing this football game. Then if you have Smythe on the field, I mean, they don't even pay attention to this guy because there's too many other big big time guys. And this is what I'm talking about. So you mentioned Cedric Wilson. I mentioned Smythe. These guys are literally going to be uncovered down the field. You're going to have them basically maybe man-to-man, if not even being paid attention to. So those guys have to become factors in this football game. The offense has to score touchdowns. The field goals are not going to work. Against Dallas, we had five field goals Last week, early in the game, we had to settle for two. They have to finish drives. They have to this week. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tyreek, according to PFF, is the
1: number one rated receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, Waddle is the number three receiver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Waddle will probably go against Douglas, and he's the third rated cornerback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so yep. they've, they've got some talent at that position.
0: They uh, do. Well, who's their other cornerback going up against Tyreek then?
1: Uh You've got uh, Christian Bedford.
0: Okay. And where is he ranked? He is
1: ranked 13th. Okay. You've got Johnson covering the slot, and he's ranked 11th. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. So they've got some talent back there. And I'm not saying we can't exploit it, but right. it's, it's not their secondary is better than some other teams that we've faced.
0: Yeah. Their defense is still solid, even with the losses. You know, they've had a few losses to, to keep players. And they're still playing at a high level. But let's just keep in mind that this is a Buffalo team that beat New England by six points. Right. And beat the Chargers by two points over the last two weeks. So I always look at it as, okay: where are these guys? Where have these guys been the last couple of weeks? And how are they playing football? Right. Now, Buffalo is going to look at us and say, well, I mean, we got annihilated last week by Baltimore. But the week prior, we played Dallas nip and tuck. It was a really tight football game, but they played extremely well. There's been some minuses on our football team since then. But again, if we get all these pluses back, which would be four big pluses, then it kind of evens things out to some extent. You know, you're going to be weak at some positions, but you're going to be better at other positions. You know, the linebacker, with Baker in would be a big positive. Um, obviously, Waddle over the group of guys that we have behind them is a big positive. Hunt is a major positive, and Mostert is a major positive coming back. So a lot of this has to do with who suits up. Now, Buffalo has no injuries, really. I mean, Josh Allen, they're saying, is questionable. That's a crock of shit. <laughs> He's playing um yeah, he's got a head injury. He got you know, I guess yeah. he
1: sprained his neck or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to be out there. And I'm sure he's going to be running and I'm sure he's going to do all the things he normally does. Mhm. Um you know, on the other side of the ball, you you got uh, Gabe Davis going against Eli Apple.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: That scares me a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it depends, Mike. You may have Diggs going against Eli Apple. It just depends on – That would scare me worse. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. It depends on how Fangio – listen, they're going to try and get Diggs isolated on Cahoo. Maybe lining lining him up in the slot or against Eli Apple on the other side. If I'm Fangio, I said it on the, the Monday podcast, I'm shadowing Diggs with Ramsey regardless of where he goes on the field. Without X-Man on the field, Mike, I think it's an absolute necessity to do that. Um, You don't want mismatches all over the field. You don't want, say, their third receiver lining up on Ramsey's side and then you got Davis and Diggs going against Cahoo and Apple because that's what they're going to try and do. So how do you eliminate that situation? What you do is you just have Ramsey shadow Diggs and there you go. You've got a nice situation there. Then you got Kahoo and Apple going against Gabe Davis and their Shakir or whatever his name is, their yep. third receiver. I like that a lot better. You know, they can create mismatches if we don't do that. It's as easy as pie. Now, whether Fangio does that or not, I don't know. But I think in, on this given week with the subtraction of X-Man, you almost have to do that. And then you have Holland and Elliott do their thing. You know, listen, our secondary, even without X-Man, is still pretty strong. Um, You got a veteran like Needham. I listened to McDaniel's press conference and he said that Cam Smith, you know, um, has always been a couple plays away from getting a lot of playing time. Um, Whatever that means, you can take it for what it's worth. I don't know exactly what that meant. I guess that's a
1: nice way of saying he's not good enough to get in the game. (laughs) Right.
0: He's down the line. And if one more guy got hurt among the two or three that have been hurt, then he would get playing time. So, you know, the thing is you got Needham back there as well. You got two really strong safeties. Both safeties are going to play this week, which is a key. I love them both. I think they're both outstanding football players. So, you know, you're you're in a position, you know, when you're defending this football team, to where you have to make adjustments without X man being out there, but it's not an impossibility. The thing that I'm more concerned about, Mike, is the pass rush. Um,
1: I was going to mention that. You go ahead. Know, you you look at this offensive line of Buffaloes, and it reminds me of our offensive line. They're better at the tackles than they are inside. Right and uh you know wilkins and sealer i mean i think sealer played pretty well the other day but, he did but wilkins left a little bit to be desired if i'm gonna very be honest, much okay and you're probably gonna have good in there who hasn't played much so we'll see what he has to offer but mm-hmm. uh Van Ginkle's ranked seventh, according to PFF. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, him on Brown, he, he should be able to do some damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Wilkins can get back on his game and Sealer can give us the effort he gave last week, then I think we can cause Allen a little bit of trouble. But the thing is, they have
0: to bring him down. Yeah. They have to, they have to force him into mistakes, Mike, which, which he's done quite a bit of. I mean, right. if, you at, if you look at his numbers, Mike— He's got 27 touchdowns. It's a good number. But he's got 16 interceptions. That's a big number. I mean, that's basically, you're averaging one per game yep. at this point. It's more
1: than Tua, I think. I think Tua has 10.
0: Tua has a total of, I don't have all my numbers in front of me, but. Um, I think he has 10. I could be mistaken. 10 or 12. Yep. yep. Um, it's somewhere in that avenue. Um, and gosh, I wish I had it in front of me, but I don't have my numbers in front of me. I don't have my computer in front of me. So that doesn't help um, in doing that. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's thrown a lot of interceptions and then you throw some fumbles on top of that. And he does turn the ball over, Josh Allen, in, in situations where sometimes he just forces balls down the field. I want Ramsey on Diggs this whole damn game, Mike. Let him force the ball in there. Give Ramsey an opportunity to make plays. If they, if they don't throw to digs the whole day, Mike, because Ramsey's covering them, that's positive, isn't it? Sure. If they challenge him, I feel that's a positive as well. So, you know, there you have it. I look at this as the key to this football game is going to be across both offensive lines um, in a way. It depends on who does the better job. If Tua's getting harassed and not able to find guys down the field, it's it's a major problem for us. Um, Josh Allen can create out of the pocket. You know, it's a situation where we've got to put pressure and force him to throw balls a little bit sooner than what he likes to. Um, And Tua, it's the same situation. It's a situation where Buffalo is going to have to cover these guys tight because he gets rid of the ball so quickly. It's not so much the fact that their pass rush scares me. It's the fact that maybe their coverage is, you know, confused to her a little bit. Number one and number two, have him hold on to the ball a second or two more because out of the pocket, he does not do a very good job of creating. He just doesn't. I mean, I can count on one hand how many times he's made plays, you know, once he had to scramble around and and um, and make plays down the field. Um you know, his his grade on that is probably pretty low. I think you mentioned it a couple times. It's somewhere between uh, 55 and 6, something like that. Somewhere around 60.
1: Back to Tua. He's got 28 uh, touchdowns and 12 interceptions. For yeah. a uh, passer rating of 103.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Allen's thrown more interceptions than Tua has. And yeah. I believe their attempts have pretty much been on par. I mean – I know Josh Allen of late, you know, in some of these games just hasn't thrown the ball an awful lot. New England did a great job last week against him. I think his numbers were very minimal. You know, when you look at it and, and you see how they've won football games, Mike, over the last couple of weeks, it's really weird. You know, it's, you know they, they, they annihilated Dallas three weeks ago by running the football quite a bit. His yep. numbers were very marginal. Last week, they were very marginal Um, against the Chargers. We both watched that football game. Average. Yep. You know nothing spectacular out of him in regard to the quarterback position. So, you know we're going to be short-handed. It's you know that's that's reality. But I think that this team we can defend. We've done it before. I think we can do it again. You throw in the fact that we've got the home field advantage. It's a night game. I mean, that crowd should be just fired up without a doubt. I mean, they need to be as loud as they possibly can. And we need to put pressure on them early on, just like we did against Baltimore. Right up the field, touchdown. Honestly, Lewis, I think the fact it's
1: a night game almost gives the Bills a little bit more of an advantage because they're not gonna have to deal with the heat that they would have otherwise. Not that it's that hot in December, but it's it still can be warm coming down from the north.
0: Well, absolutely not playing in the sun is gonna be a major, major positive for them, unfortunately, which you know, which just it's aggravates out, but, the yeah, as you said, the crowd Shit needs to me.
1: make up for that disadvantage.
0: Yeah. Um you know, I'm looking at the weather right now. So on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday there's a forty-fifty percent chance of rain. Okay, the high will be eighty. Yep. Now, eighty degrees doesn't sound overly warm, but when you're coming from up north, where in Buffalo, where it's twenty thirty it's degrees, humidity. Every
1: day. It's going to be a very humid day if there's a fifty percent chance of rain.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. It, it's definitely going to be a positive for them uh, on Sunday in regard to the weather. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, the home field advantage alone should be a positive for us. I mean, the last thing we wanted to do is go up to Buffalo on this sure, given week. Sure, I mean, sure. that, that's a positive. The fact that you're home the whole week and practicing and, you know, th- listen, Mike, after they got embarrassed last week, I mean, they really should come out and I, to a person. And just be like, hey, you know, we're going to make a statement this week. It's got to be the star players, Mike, that are, that are still standing. Tua's got to play. He's got to outplay Josh Allen. It, it's as simple as that. Tyreek Hill's got to outshine uh, Stefan Diggs. These guys have to step the up.
1: Defense has to step up.
0: Yes, they do. We need turnovers.
1: I mean, they're not going to be great at every single position, but they've got to come together as a group, help out each other, and uh, play better than they did last week, even though they're a little more limited injury-wise.
0: Yes, absolutely. So hey, what's, what's your prediction? Oh, man. I mean, I truly, truly believe that we're going to somehow win this football game, even, even with the injuries. Now, if – I mentioned four guys through this whole podcast, right? If we don't get any of them back, we're going to have a really hard time. Agreed. If we get half of them back, I say we got a 50-50 shot. If we get all four back, we win the football game. I'll put my money on that. Get Mostert back, Waddle, Hunt, Baker, we win the football game. I think you did put your money on that, actually. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, that went, that went off the board because oh. we lost two starters. We lost X-Man and, okay. um, and Chubb, and that was the bet. Uh, if we lose starters, two starters, yep. the bet's off the table. So anyway. Well, you were going to put your money on that. So I'll give two predictions, or three predictions, actually. If we don't get any of the guys back, I think we lose this game 28 17, you know, I think that if Mostert, Waddle, Hunt, do not play, we're in some trouble. I mean, that's a lot of talent, not on the field. You need Mostert on the field. Yeah, and you need Waddle, Mike. Yep. Waddle creates all kind. I mean, he's been catching deep balls. You know, you look at the roster. You look at Cedric Wilson, Barrios, these type of guys. Waddle can get down the field and make plays, and and that creates issues. I mean, because the safety can't be on both sides unless they play deep uh, three safeties two, two deep safeties yep. or three deep safeties if you do that you're just asking for trouble because again most are run most are plays sure. so um, if if we get half the guys back i think you know we're, it's a 50-50 crap shoot and you know maybe we win the game 24-21 if all four guys come back mike i think we win this game by a touchdown uh, you know it's going to be a nip and tuck game but I think that coming off the loss, McDaniel should have these guys in a real positive frame of mind going forward. They understand what's at stake here. I mean, it's either you win and you play against Indianapolis, right, or one of those type or of teams, Pittsburgh,
1: or, or whoever, or whoever, comes whoever, whoever
0: right. comes out of it. If you lose, you're going to Kansas City. Do you want to go to Kansas City or do you want to be home? Well, the barbecue's good there. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to have time for barbecue. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we
1: don't want to go to Kansas City.
0: We don't want to go to Kansas City. Even though they've been playing, you know, subpar football for the most part of this season, you know, again, Mike, if we get guys back, even if we were to lose this game and all four guys are back for Kansas City, You got a shot, and then by then X Man may be back as well because he's week to week right now. So, you know, the the injuries are just key right now, and it's unfortunate because Buffalo's really healthy right now. They're really. I wish we were in their position. If we were, we'd kick their asses. That that's that's the way I feel. We're a better football team collectively. Do they have better guys at certain positions? Possibly, but so do we. Yep. You know, I'll match up our receivers against their receivers any day of the week. Our running back stable is better than theirs. You know, even though Cook's had a really good season, Mike, if A-Chan didn't get hurt, if A-Chan did not get hurt this year, we would have two running backs at this point going into the last game of the season over 1,000 yards because A-Chan, I believe, is around 7,800 800 yards, and he missed quite a few half games, full games this year. We'd have two running backs that go over 1,000 yards this year. And we still might. Hm, may throw 200 up against Buffalo. He's fun to watch. I love
1: watching that kid, you know, because you know he can take it to the house at any moment.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm really, really excited about this football game. You know, I think it's a very, very evenly matched game. When you look at the Bills' offense and where they're ranked, um, you know, running the football, they're seventh, we're fifth, right? Pretty doggone close, right? Passing, we're number one. They're 15th. Yep which is a surprise, right? I mean, yeah. if you think about it. That is and a you say, "Oh, oh, Buffalo's got to be a top 5 passing team in the league," especially with some of the horrible passing uh teams in this league. I mean, there's some really bad teams. They're ranked 15th passing the football this year, okay? Um overall they're 5th. Okay? Look when you look at us, we're 5th against the, you know, we're 5th rushing. First passing, number one total offense. Okay, you go over to the defense. Fifteenth ranked against the rush. We're seventh. We're better. Yep. Yeah. Uh, against the pass, they're eighth. We're fourteenth. So they're better. Overall, we're ninth. They're tenth. This is this is a really evenly matched football yeah. game, Mike. It really is. It comes down to you know the quarterback <laughs> play number one. Number one, Josh Allen. How Tua. are
1: How are rushes? Can, you know, can Van Ginkle and Good if he's the one in there? Yes. You know, it could be Agba or whoever. Yeah. They need They need to excel, and I know Agba is probably you know foaming at the mouth because uh, he was really upset that he was inactive last week, and I know that he wants to get in there and get the job done, and that's that's all you can ask from him. You know, they'll have the desire and do the best you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at the guys that are that are left standing on the defensive side, uh, you know, you still got your interior guys with Sealer yeah. and Wilkins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they have to control they have to control that line of scrimmage. Those two guys on the interior. You can't have Cooks running the football. You just can't. They and pass and Josh Allen in the passing game, stepping up into the pocket where he's very, very dangerous, you can't have it. They have to collapse that line the whole day. And um, they've got their work cut out.
1: For they them. do. this. Look, this is not – I mean, you say it's an even, even game, and, and it really is an even game, but there's also ways that if one team excels, the other team's going to be in trouble. And, you know, I think that pass rush for us has to be there. And if it's not there, then uh, – That allows Josh Allen to do exactly what he wants to do, and that's the last thing you want to do with Josh Josh Allen. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a fun contest, especially at home. Yeah. Uh, Now, we've lost (laughs) nine of the last ten against them, but I'm putting that out of my mind because this is a new day. It is. And uh, you know, I, I think we can compete with them. I'm not certain we're going to beat them but i think we can compete with them so i i'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick it a real close game and i'm going to say 28-27 miami mhm i
0: like that yep i i think it's going to it's going to come down to the quarterback play who at that quarterback position makes more plays over the course of the game if josh allen is somehow able to do something and you know mike he's going to come out I mean, full throttle. Tua's got to come out the same way. Exactly. Tua's got to come out like a beast and match, you know, that energy. Because Josh Allen will bring it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're looking at a home playoff game if they beat us. And there's, there's so much at stake here. And, you know, Tua has to go into that with the same, you know, mentality.
1: Look, they embarrass Miami up in Buffalo. Yes. Miami has to get even.
0: Yeah. They do.
1: They have to look at that game, and they have to get angry about it. And they, they have to go into this game with determination.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it starts from the from the quarterback position and the veterans that are going to be on the field on the defensive side, you know, setting the tone. Yeah, Armstead and
1: on defense, you know uh, – <laughs> Uh, Van Ginkle and Baker, if he's back, right. Wilkins. Wilkins, Absolutely. He's got
0: to be in Josh Ramsey.
1: You know, these guys have to bring it. So, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to the game. I know you're looking forward to the game and I'm sure everybody out there is looking forward to the game. Yes. Uh, so that's going to pretty much wrap this up. Uh, thanks Louis for joining me. Very welcome. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch and, uh, Enjoy it, and we'll be back after the game to talk about it. Until then, fins up, everybody.
0: Fins up, Dolphins.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.